and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News' Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. From the birthplace of radio's greatest era, now from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. Well, Lonnie Perkins, thank you. And if you were expecting to hear a second hour of Arthur Idala tonight, well, it must have worked, Imran, because last week we said, you know, if he dare do this, we're going to go give him a noogie in Times Square. And, uh, you know, I, I think that after, um, you know, he got sunburned on um, Columbus Day, walking around the city with his bald head, I think he didn't want to have a noogie on his on his sunburned uh bald head tonight so anyway he whatever he he didn't he didn't take our hour tonight i'm i'm, I'm pretty impressed yeah no no he backed down he backed down got rained out so <laughs> <laughs> well uh if you're just joining us uh our our predecessor uh in the schedule um uh, arthur idala did have a Times square remote uh scheduled for tonight uh where you were going to be able to go and see him broadcast live that has been postponed until foreseeable weather conditions improve, which I believe is next Tuesday. So programming note, um, and Nick, make sure we uh, handle Mrs. Perillo very carefully on this. We do not want uh, Linda mad at us, but uh, make sure that we, uh, we, we, we communicate with her because she's going to have the night off, as will I, next Tuesday. Uh, but that means you get to enjoy two hours of Arthur instead, and we are uh, glad that he's able to do that because we love Times Square, too. Uh, in fact, we were kind of the... Um, the originator of the loving Times Square on the radio here on Radio Night Live on Fridays. Uh, but anyway, Imran Ansari's here, and that means it's legal night. And, man, Imran, I'm kind of glad we got a um, a show tonight because we've got huge stories to talk about. And let me start with what was making news about this time uh, 24 hours ago, which was nearly a billion-dollar settlement that is going to be owed to the families of uh, Sandy Hook uh, from one uh, scoundrelly coward, Alex Jones, who I honest to goodness, I mean, I'm all for free speech and I'm kind of a free speech absolutist. But when you have it within your power to know the truth and you purposefully continue to tell people things that are 100 percent inaccurate um, and it and it injures people on an emotional level. I think you should get the book thrown at you, and that's what the judge decided yesterday. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, listen, Alex Jones, um, and I'm going to say rightly so, uh, has been getting you know plummeted in court on these lawsuits that are coming out of what he said about the Sandy Hook shooting, and he's caused a lot of pain here. Now, um, anyone who believes that uh, any of his junk, that the Sandy Hook was some sort of uh, hoax. Um, really needs to get their head checked. And I say that with a lot of 
of Venom and my my uh, my my voice only because it's such an egregious thing to do to yeah. these the family families of these uh, children who lost Victims. their life yeah. on that day to to really suggest that this was a hoax and didn't happen. And Alex Jones did just that, and I would say at the expense um, of uh, his all his credibility, I would say. Um, and now he's asked to pay massive amounts of money. Um, there is a $965 million compensatory and punitive damages uh, award that was awarded to 15 plaintiffs uh, in Connecticut yesterday. Um, oh yeah, I mean, that's close to a billion dollars in damages, Kevin. And that's also coming on the heels of a lawsuit um, where he was determined by a jury to have to pay $50 million, almost nearly $50 million in damages um, to uh, plaintiffs in Texas. But what gets me really riled up here, uh, Kevin, is that while this is all unfolding, Alex Jones is still on the air talking to his listeners. Um, and and rather than being conciliatory or saying, OK, you know, maybe there was, you know, there, I, I got this wrong. Maybe I went too far um, and I have some sort of a, apology or being any apologetic whatsoever. He's actually just using it to rile against, uh, you know, various platforms. And it's just such a, a bad look um, that it takes, you know, you know, it really it, it pains me to see this. And it pains me to see it being done in this notion of um, we're doing this for free speech and this is my free speech. Because this is where uh, where the First Amendment um, stands for free speech and you're an absolutist. And I also believe wholeheartedly in the First Amendment. But this is where it needs to get checked when you start really, really hurting people with venomous um, lies. And that's what's happening yeah. here. And he's he's paying the price. Well, and I think it's um, a price that may not even be, you know, um, this is my question, Imran, because there's a practicality to this uh, judgment that I, I'm, I'm wondering if there are loopholes here because I don't want him to get away with anything. I'm embarrassed. I, let me just say this publicly. I am embarrassed that Alex Jones is a member of the talk radio community. Uh, he has he he deserves no place amongst us. This type of behavior is so reprehensible. Uh, the pain that he caused the families who lost their children. And if you're just tuning in, and you're saying, Kevin, well, what did he do? Well, he basically said that the uh, Sandy Hook uh, shooting was a false flag and that all the parents and the families were crisis actors, that they didn't really lose children that they didn't really go through everything that they've said that they've gone through. And he basically called them all liars and said it never happened. He said it a hundred times uh, on his radio show in just the short weeks after the event. This is this is cruelty to a level that I think emotionally is almost impossible to measure. But here's my question, Imran. The judge has thrown the book. He says a billion dollars. Now, Already, Alex Jones was saying in court, and by the way, he was forced to apologize and admit that he was wrong. I mean, this, this is so this isn't even speculation. He knows that he was telling lies about he was defaming these people. He was saying bad things about them. But he's, he already said in court that he doesn't really have any you know resources uh, to, to count. So, yeah, what what happens in a civil case where the judge has given such an exorbitant because um, he's nowhere near a billionaire? And he's going to say, well, I don't have that money, um, you know, and if he doesn't 
I mean, I know that if he like writes a book or you know gets a new gig or whatever, I, mean, I know they're going to come after what he's earning, whatever he's earning now. But at the end of the day, is it conceivable that he's going to actually pay a billion dollars in penalty? Could he even appeal this and say, "Well, I I can't do that. Uh, I'll pay each family forty thousand dollars or something like that." I mean, it, it, is that dollar amount going to change between now and when he has to start writing checks? Well, yeah, no. I mean, listen, um, there's no way he's going to be able to pay. Uh, this uh, amount of judgment, both the Connecticut case, the Texas case, and I think there's a, another case looming out there. Um, and apparently, you know, Alex Jones was on the air reacting uh, to the verdict. And in real time, uh, he was on, on a show uh, yesterday. And rather than sounding apologetic, uh, he basically said the families aren't going to see any of the money. He didn't have the funds and he's in bankruptcy. Uh, and then also used it to sort of you know, go into his whole spiel. And of course, you know, I, I put my opinion out on Mr. Jones uh, on the, the broadcast tonight already. But, you know, that's just it, it's just ridiculous, uh, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, monetary wise, you know, will, will these victims um, see a cent from Alex Jones if he's in bankruptcy? I don't know the, the exact state of uh, his financial health. I I do know that it's likely not good, and um, I'm not sure if the family members are going to ever actually see. Uh, well, a penny, so when we come back, because you know? what I want to do is I want to drill down because your your civil litigation is your specialty, and that's where all of this unfolded. Right. Um, he, he obviously wasn't convicted of any criminal charges, but these are severe uh, civil charges. And my my question for, and I think the listeners are probably thinking it too, is. If, in essence, he doesn't end up having to do anything here, this this is just a big, fat headline that doesn't mean so much. So how can they – what's the most meaningful outcome that can come about from this? And you've been a part of big cases where you've probably had to negotiate uh, some other outcome than what the announced uh, verdict was. Let's. How do we deal with that when we come back? Plus, we've got a new update on the New York gun law. Don't go away. It's a big episode yet to come. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. Not as tired as she used to get. Gives her energy to do things around the house. I really appreciate it. I really like your product. I'm happy with it. You don't have to really think about it anymore. You've got it, and it's in your diet. Regularity, let's put it that way. It's very good. Because I don't always eat my vegetables and fruit, so I know I'm better with it. A little more energy and just feeling pretty good overall. Seems to work so far. No complaints. I feel something good. I can't point my finger on, but I feel good in general. I do have a little bit more energy, you know, do stuff after work, whereas before I didn't really want to do stuff and just wanted to sit around. I think I have a little more energy. I'm an older, disabled person, and I don't always eat properly. It's just feeling a little stronger that way. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping and don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code BALANCE. My pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The My Pillow per kale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, 
example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow Percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. These are tough times for everyone. So dealing with your timeshare may not be your biggest concern. But when this passes, do you still want a lifetime of payments, fees, and commitments for a timeshare you were misled into buying? Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshares and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley Financial now for your free information kit. 800-969-1199. That's 800-969-1199. 800-969-1199. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. With America in crisis and lies abounding everywhere, we thought it was a good time to provide the antidote. That's why this radio station partnered with the all-new Salem News Channel. All the hosts you've come to know and trust on this station are right there on TV. Same great lineup, only now you get to watch as well as listen. Download the app on your Apple or Android device. Watch us on Roku or on SalemNewsChannel.com. On the radio, we're right here. On TV, we're right there. SNC is the antidote to the mainstream media. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AF 970. The answer. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. It's legal night on the only broadcast that is wholly dedicated to the return of New York City in all of its glory. And how we weren't nominated for, uh, you know, uh, those uh, New York Broadcaster Awards this year, I, I, I do not understand because I, the good that we have done in this city just with these informational nights is, is really, really without question. And I'm so grateful for all the people that help us every single night, a different co-host with different expertise that are the very best in the game. And if I needed a civil litigator right now, there's only one number I would call, and that's my co-host sitting on the other side of the desk, Imran Ansari, because he's the very best that New York has to offer. Just ask any of his clients. Um, Imran, Alex Jones got hit with nearly a billion dollars that he is going to – that the, the verdict is he has to pay to these families. But he's already playing games. He's, you know, he's put money in these little shells over here and this shell over here and something offshore there and wherever, wherever. And he's, he's still on the radio. And yesterday, as the verdict was announced, he was uh, he was celebrating that that was the word that uh, one outlet put that, you know, he 
He, he was uh, kind of almost cocky and like, oh, I'm never going to have to pay that. Uh, and I, th- this is where practicality to me uh, is very, very important because as someone who's thoroughly embarrassed by him being a member of the industry that I've made my living from my entire life trying to do it the right way, I'm, I'm, I'm mortified that he's a member of the talk radio community. I am mortified that he has a microphone that he still gets to continue to spew his stupidity and anger with. And I want to see something substantively bite him in the butt so that he doesn't get to keep doing this stuff. Now, I asked you before the break, a billion dollars is what he's it's what it's what's on the record that he's going to have to say. But what what happens to people that can't do that? Do bankruptcy uh, protections extend to court cases? And if you were a, a lawyer for one of the families, what would your counter strategy be? to make sure that Alex Jones does actually pay. So the size of the judgment and the verdict is is a resounding message to Alex Jones, right? But let's talk about the practicality of things, as you say. Right. Um, he, you know, how do you put money in the pocket of the families and so they actually see um, something uh, rather than just having this empty judgment from a judgment-proof defendant who is now in bankruptcy uh, and has no money to pay? Well, you know, the lawyers for these family may very well now ask to see Alex Jones uh, vis-a-vis his lawyers and bring him to a, a the table to say, OK, we have this large verdict here. Um, we uh, what what are, is a feasible settlement that we can actually have where some of these families um, receive some money and then actually Alex Jones, even though you don't deserve it, you get to go on. Uh, with your life uh, without, you know, the judgment over your head. That could be one scenario because that's the most practical scenario if you're looking to get some money into the pocket of your client as an attorney. Another scenario is that this judgment looms. And, uh, you know, Alex Jones uh, essentially uh, has has the judgment. There could be garnishment of whatever future earnings that he may be receiving um, through his various entities, um, and that could be, uh, a process there could be also but they'd a, have to but yeah. let me just you know be the devil's advocate here they'd have to number one be able to verify where his money is coming from and alex jones is such a nut job i know that he's heavy into crypto he's heavy into offshore stuff he's heavy into conspiracy against the fed the dollar the u.s treasury the banking system my guess is that they would have to they would have to have such a wide net to try to um, trap him in, you know, withholding his earnings and his savings from being revealed, that it's it's almost like another whole like criminal investigation you got to get into to see if he's, you know, evading uh, justice in some way. And in the meantime, yeah. he's already he filed bankruptcy. I think he filed bankruptcy in complete anticipation of knowing he was going to get his head handed to him here. So oh, where does yeah. the bankruptcy protect him, and where does it not? And and how do they go about that? Right. So bankruptcy protects them to a point. There's still uh, almost, as I was saying, almost a settlement within as with creditors. So all these individuals, these families who have judgments uh, through these lawsuits against Alex Jones essentially become creditors uh, against the bankruptcy, bankruptcy estate. And if there's a, a, a means and there's money that satisfies some of those creditors uh, within the bankruptcy estate, uh, that could happen. The other thing. Um, you mentioned how he may be secreting uh, assets in certain places or, 
or taking advantage you know of crypto. He, he talks right. about yeah. that so, stuff on his show publicly. Like, I'm not, well, not going to trust the American banking system. I'm going to put it all in crypto, and it's going to be overseas, and I'm going to buy stolen cars with it. So, Kevin, you know, that that even with the admissions right there can give fodder for subpoenas for um, uh, now a collections process, if you will, to be underway in the courts. And a lawyer and lawyers for these families may now take this judgment to a collections process where they you, you hire forensic accountants. Um, court orders will have him just, you know, whether but that has them dishing not. out more money. And I, I don't want to see them hurt any further. And I don't want him to have some sort of like creditor settlement like like I think it's robbery for him to get off paying them, you know, pennies on the dollar uh, to, you know, just get a, get everything to just go away. And then, you know, 10 years later, he's worked his way back into whatever he wants to do. And he's back on the Internet and the Web and the and on the air everywhere, torturing people again. Yeah, I'm both, uh, Kevin, I mean, it's it's throwing uh, money at, you know, maybe attorneys, forensic accountants, investigators, uh, you know, further court process to see what they could get with subpoenas in terms does of it his- become Does it become a criminal case if he hides or obfuscates in the civil uh, settling of the of these matters? So if he right. if, if they have forensic, you know, auditors that are working it and tracing his activities and he lies to them, is that a criminal charge? Well, you can't fraudulently convey or, you know, secret assets uh, in anticipation um, of a judgment, especially since he already had a judgment. So he starts taking actions to now somehow, uh, you know, dilute his finances to the extent that he's putting it in, in other accounts or or, you know, shell companies. I don't know. So I then mean, he can go to jail. Things. Yeah, that could turn into a fraud case um, and it could amount to criminal charges, especially if he's doing it to purposely evade. Um, a judgment that has been issued in court. Now, what if he skips the country completely? He, he puts everything in crypto. It's all it's all in some weird, you know, system that I don't understand. Nobody else understands. And he goes to, you know, Venezuela. And that's a, unfortunately, that's a, a real problem uh, that these families would encounter, because once oh. you have an individual offshore, you have offshore accounts, you have money, uh, you know, the, the process in Obtaining jurisdiction over that individual, over those finances now to satisfy a judgment uh, that is emanating out of a, a court in the United States is, is a headache. It's very difficult. And sometimes it's impossible. Well, and that's with countries that even have reciprocity, right? So if you go to a place, if he somehow found his way into a place that didn't even have reciprocity that like he could literally, you know, it's like the Nazis from world war two. They you just, you know, live in anonymity wherever you are, but you know, nobody touches you. What, what, a, what a pile of junk for these families. I mean, the fact that they lost their kids was more than enough punishment for anything in their life that they ever did wrong. But now you got to live with this, uh, with this character mocking you on radio, uh, avoiding his, his outcome. And I don't know that he's going to. Maybe he's going to try to make it good. Who knows? But it's, it's just it, uh, I'm, not, I'm not anywhere near satisfied with this outcome yet. Uh, but we're going to have to move on from there. When we come back, uh, some other big cases that are g- drawing attention. We'll talk about them on Legal Night here on Radio Night Live. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt for Key City Capital. 
Go there at keycitycapital.com slash Q. You've heard me on my radio show with Charlie Dombeck. Now, Charlie has been a practicing CPA for 30 years. He is one of the founders of Key City Capital, and the reason he did so is they wanted to be wealth acceleration experts. Charlie begins by looking at your taxes to see if you've paid too much money over the past few years. He then suggests to you investments. This is an offer to sell. This is just telling you that Charlie can be trusted. A bunch of investments that will have great returns if they perform as they did in the past, and there's no guarantee of future performance performance, of course, but it'll help you structure your tax situation, generate tax-free cash flows. Let Charlie protect your wealth, lower your tax liability. So many of our listeners have connected with him. Connect with Charlie today at keycitycapital.com slash you. That's keycitycapital.com slash you. You can trust Charlie. You can trust Key City Capital at keycitycapital.com slash you. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. That's the number to order Relief Factor, and the uh, Relief Factor relieves you of joint and muscle pain. It is a miracle supplement. I can't, I don't know what the word completely safe is. I don't want to be liable. It's so safe, I don't think there's a limitation on the amount of time you could take it. Try it for three weeks, because they say you'll know in three weeks. If it doesn't work in three weeks, probably won't work. They say that. $19.95. So if you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you. It has for about 70% of the half million people who've tried it, and they've ordered more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, the number 4-RELIEF, to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. The Eric Metaxas Show, tonight at 11 on AM 970. The Answer. Back to Kevin McCullough and Radio Night Live from New York. I'm still steamed about Alex Jones. Sorry, Imran. I just, I'm so mad about it. I just, I just want those fans, I just feel bad for those families. And what happened there is really uh, insidious. And the other thing that happened out of Sandy Hook, I don't know if people remember this, but everybody was talking about on the day that it happened and the immediate days afterwards, all anti-gun people were all up in arms going, see, firearms this, firearms that. They didn't, they didn't acknowledge that the hideous demon that uh, shot these children had stolen his guns from his lawful gun-owning grandma or, or mom, and had uh, killed them, and then had gone to the uh, gone to the school with the stolen guns and had uh, you know blasted his way into basically a, a a defenseless school. They didn't really have any defenses in place, uh, and they certainly didn't have any school safety officers or anything like that. And he just had free reign, and that's why all those poor children ended up dead, and the uh, the country really went through a, a season of mourning. Having said that. Um, the Supreme Court recently said to states like New York that you can't have these stri- these super strict uh, concealed carry laws. You got to change your laws. You got to you got to make it uh, more reasonable for people that are carrying guns for personal security. Uh, and an appeals court uh, has taken up, uh, or or then New York immediately rewrote uh, some laws and said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna put restrictions in this fashion." And then people took that immediately to court. Imran, uh, where does all of that stand 
And, you know, where, where are we at in that process? Okay, so there has been, you know, that, that was challenged, meaning the, uh, it's called the Concealed the new Carry. Yeah, the right. new law, Concealed Carry Improvement Act, right? The Concealed Carry Improvement Act was the New York state legislation that came in effect, uh, you know, in summer. They rushed to pass it this summer um, after that Supreme Court ruling, which uh, dealt with concealed carry and really did away with uh, New York's prior handgun uh, licensing laws. Um, now you have a, uh, it was challenged in federal court. Um, it was a U.S. District Judge Glenn Sutterby signaled last uh, last week that um, the new law, which was the, the concealed carry improvement uh, law, the New York state law, uh, violated the Constitution. And he actually stayed that and stopped the government, the New York state government, from implementing those sections uh, within the state law. Uh, so that was AG, the lowest level of the federal court system that it went to? Correct. Yes. Yeah, so okay. this is a district court judge. It gets taken up then uh, on appeal to the uh, the the uh, uh, circuit court, right? So that's the the second circuit uh, court. And that's the that's our that's our circuit for this entire region, which includes New York and how many states? Correct. The second circuit. Yeah. As opposed to the second department, the second. So this is in federal court now, right? So right. The, the second circuit federal court of appeals um, is has this case. It's uh, being decided by Judge Eunice Lee, who is a, a judge who was uh, appointed uh, last year, I believe. And she upheld the state uh, court, uh, the state law changes, right? So the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, she determined can go in effect even as it likely percolates up uh, through uh, the circuit, uh, the uh, Court of Appeals uh, and possibly to the Supreme Court again. Uh, now with the precedent in the Supreme Court, but challenges to the new changes on the state level. So uh, it, it's a win for the AG. It's a win uh, for the Concealed Carry Improvement Act. Um, and it's going to stay in effect, um, but it's likely going to continue on with the uh, uh, review. Um, and it may percolate again to the Supreme Court if they decide uh, to hear it, uh, where they may... Given the fact that the the with the the decision earlier this year uh, made side again with Judge Sutterby on the district court level and say that it was violating the Constitution. So let me ask a couple of clarifying questions here because that's a great explanation, but I think there's a couple of pieces missing. So the current enforcement that they're allowing for the new law uh, that that second court of appeals uh, uh, granting the uh, the enforcement of the Concealed Carry Improvement Act. That is temporary until the Second Circuit hears the case and decides the case? Is that how long it lasts? So I believe that there is still uh, a process underway. Um, this is uh, – th there's going to be an appellate review in the uh, Court of Appeals, the Second Circuit Court so of Appeals. So they're going to kick it to the state court? No, let me, let me, let me clarify. I was a little long-winded with the first one. So <laughs> the Second – uh, Circuit Court of Appeals uh, has a three-judge panel, right? That's that's typically how they will hear uh, the case, a, right? A Court of Appeals uh, process will work. They'll hear the case. 
But you, we've been dealing with these sort of stays being sought. We, we talked about this on the vaccination laws. We talked about this. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of this process going forward around the country where um, a appellate court will issue a stay or not issue a stay while they um, decide the case. fully right. the case. St- stand by. Uh, more on this when we come back. It's Radio Night Live. In these crazy days, you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of a home bidding war. Hey, everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. There's a bidding war in the housing market with numbers way above asking price. Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 to find out how to level the playing field with the Fellowship Home Loans Rate Lock Advantage Program. Lock your rate and payment while you search. If the rates go up, you're safe. If the rates go down, we'll lock you there. It's truly a win-win. The dream of the older generation is to pay off a mortgage. The dream of today's young families is to get one. We're here to help with both. 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283. Fellowship Home Loans Rate Lock Advantage is the happy ending to your story. Welcome home. Come and get your loan. Fellowship Home Loans. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, MLS number 60134. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Jersey Central Power and Light wants you to be safe around electricity. If you see downed power lines, call 911 and stay at least 30 feet away. If you believe a tree is growing too closely to power equipment, call JCPNL immediately. Also call JCPNL if your drone gets caught in power lines or equipment. Never try to retrieve it yourself. For more tips, visit firstenergycorp.com slash safety. This message sponsored by JCPNL and aired in cooperation with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas sees chaos in the economy. I think your average person looks at the landscape and says, this is madness. We are printing money. It's like the Fed and company are trying to destroy America. I, I wouldn't do this. This doesn't seem like sound business practices to me. The Eric Metaxas Show. Weeknights at 11 on AM 970. The answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Our two radio stations, AM 570 and AM 970, just had the annual client cruise. And from my personal experience over the years, it's an amazing time because we always charter the Atlantis yacht with Captain Fred at New York Cruises. Captain Fred and the New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees, there's no other way to go than with New York Cruises for an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Picturesque uh, New York City skyline views, gourmet food, great entertainment. What's not to love? Whether you're planning a corporate event, wedding, or engagement party, bar mitzvah, birthday, retirement, 
anniversary celebration, etc., impress your guests with a first-class experience aboard the Atlantis. Call 212-633-1231 and see how Captain Fred and his first-class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970, The Answer. Back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. He's Imran Ansari, the eternal, ever-working attorney. And I'm Kevin McCullough, who broadcasts basically 24 hours a day. And we have somehow made it to 7 p.m., and we're still standing. Imran, I don't know how we did that, but we're we're there somehow. Anyway, we're talking about the appeals court saying, and I'm trying to make this as simple as possible for the listeners. So the Second Circuit Court of Appeals uh, received a, a request to continue to allow enforcement of the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, which is actually the Gun Control Act that New York passed after the Supreme Court allowed concealed carry. If I'm if I'm doing it wrong, interrupt me at any point. They have said until this case is heard, you can continue to enforce that law as it is. If it goes to the three court panel and they hear the case and they uphold the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, then that would stay in effect unless or until uh, opponents to that act would then appeal to the Supreme Court. Is that correct, Imran Ansari? That, that is correct, Okay, yes. and then if they, if they knock it down, if that three-judge uh, panel knocks it down, then the pro-Improvement Act side could appeal to the Supreme Court and... Uh, but it would, but it would not. It would likely no longer be in effect, going on up to the Supreme Court. That is correct. Yes. Okay. So the and the and the three judge panel could say, well, we'll allow it to continue to be enforced while it's being heard. But if they if they rule against it, then they're likely going to say it's void and that can't be had. And then the other side would have to appeal to the Supreme Court. Now, if the Supreme Court agrees and, to hear it, could they allow right. continued enforcement until they hear it? Well, that's all. Um, uh, again, that that's the process of these, you know, of a party seeking an injunction of an order, right? Right. Uh, um, okay. So, if there's an order from a, a lower court, um, you know, either uh, you know, uh, taking a law down or upholding a law, uh, then you know, the adversary who's appealing that could then also simultaneously seek a stay of the lower court's uh, order being enforced, which changes whatever existing law may be in place. Uh, and then, you know, then there's that decision on the stay. So what sense. do we know about the Second Circuit in its makeup? And um, I, I'm guessing, like a lot of the other circuits, they rotate the three-judge panel. So you could be getting, you know, two Trump judges and an Obama judge. You could get uh, Clinton and Obama judge and a Trump judge. But I'm guessing that it's not going to be exactly foreseen ahead of time what the makeup of those judges would be. Correct. You know, well, this would be, uh, you know, the Second Circuit uh, itself is compromised of uh, New York. Uh, Connecticut's in the Second Circuit, uh, Vermont. So, you know, it's a it's a regional. It's not just a, a New York uh, based um, federal court, right? Right. You know, it, uh, it, it, it's that region. Um, you know, there's various actual courthouses, uh, and this would typically be in a federal courthouse that, uh, within the state of New York. Uh, but, you know, the makeup of the judges um, would, would be 
judges pulled from the Second Circuit. Um, so we don't know uh, in terms of the political appointee aspect of things. We wouldn't know. Um, I would imagine that it would be a, a, uh, a mixed bench. It's three. You know, I don't know what the makeup would be, but, you know, it would be pulled from judges who sit uh, in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Right. Well, it appears, and I'm just looking it up uh, right now, it appears that the Second Circuit is seated. That doesn't mean that's where it would necessarily happen, but it's seated at the uh, Thurgood Marshall Courthouse, which would be here in New York City. Um, and there are 13 circuit court judges that are members of the of the court, um, which is not it's not the biggest. Uh, you know, I think um, I think the, the the Ninth Circuit out in California has something like 28 or something like it. It's it's a it's, they've got a lot of judges on there. But it's not certainly not one of the smallest. So you, you probably have a, a variety of different uh, judges nominated from different administrations, as I was saying earlier. And I think you could get, you know, any type of thing. Uh, you could you could get two Democrats and a Republican. You could get two Republicans and a Democrat. I'm not talking about the party alliance of the judge. I'm talking about the president that put them there. But uh, nonetheless, could the three judge panel? Is it my understanding that the three judge panel could also recommend that the full court hear it and and not be responsible themselves, that three-judge panel, for making the decision? Doesn't that happen sometimes? Well, I, I, it's typically um, not necessarily the full panel. Uh, there's typically a three-judge panel uh, which would uh, decide in the, in the Court of Appeals a case. That's, that's the okay. norm. And then beyond that, uh, if people didn't like the outcome on either side, then it goes to the Supreme Court. That's the next step up, yeah. And they decide if they're going to take it and if they don't. Well, and here's what I would predict. If in some, if for some reason the second court, the second circuit, doesn't uphold the Supreme Court precedent for any reason, so it decides, it's, it, favor, it decides in favor of the AG, for example, then right. my guess is this is totally going to the Supreme Court and they would agree to take it because you'd have to. You'd have the second circuit decision in conflict with a Supreme Court precedent and somebody's got to got to settle that for everybody right yeah no absolutely I think this was brought um, by private gun owners um, or a group of them uh, originally the challenge to the to the uh, New York state law so they certainly um, and, have standing yeah and and it would be uh yeah it would be ripe for them to take it up to the Supreme Court uh, and the Supreme Court uh, may you know would very uh, quick justice, if you will, based on the recent precedent, just find uh, any ruling from the Court of Appeals that may be running afoul of that or, you know, uh, not in line with that and just uh, simply uh, reverse it. And then you have that precedent even strengthened from the original case. And it was Clarence Thomas that wrote the decision on the gun case, right? Right. With the, the yeah. obvious liberal bench dissent. Yeah. And and. I believe that he said in the majority opinion that they were not giving they, they were allowing for, you know, sensitive areas to to have some degree of discretion. But they were not they were specifically not creating big fat loopholes for states that were already being too restrictive to continue to be too restrictive. And I think that's where that's that's between the 40 and the 40 on the football field. This is where that case, this is where this decision is going to be decided. Is the current New York what they call the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, which is a crazy name for something that's, you know, advocating against concealed carry uh, users. 
Um, but they're, they're going to try to play that between the 40 and 40 on the football field. And it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to keep this kind of tight, tight uh, type of restriction. And the Supreme Court, who definitely has an opinion and leaning one direction right now, is able to say, yeah, we, 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 we think that's consistent with what we just said two months ago. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it all goes. Anyway, when we come back, Imran Ansari, Esquire Etiquette. You don't want to miss it. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle. When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. AM 970 listeners, Steve Adubato here. Check out our show one-on-one every night for my conversations with leaders and experts from business, sports, politics, and the arts. Retire and do what? It's great. I don't want to stop. I'm an equal American just like you are. And guess where my trailer was? A block away from my apartment. It couldn't have been better. So catch one-on-one with me, Steve Adubato, weeknights on 13 WNET and NJPBS and online at steveadubato.org. The following is a paid political announcement. Hi, this is Frank Pallotta, Republican candidate for United States Congress here in New Jersey's 5th District. I'm not just running to return my district to Republican hands. I'm running to represent all of the people in my district, including seniors, veterans, small businesses, and everyone who longs for real bipartisan leadership. I've just launched a weekly radio talk show on AM 970, The Answer, called Frankly Speaking. Our show will air at 10 a.m. on Sundays, so please tune in. We'll be discussing the issues that are relevant and critically important to all of us here in the 5th District and across the great state of New Jersey. If you'd like to know more, please visit my website, at frankfornj.com. That's frank, the number four, nj.com, where you can follow our campaign, catch up on all the issues, and if you like what you see, please feel free to donate. If you have any questions, please contact our offices at 201-783-8801. Thank you. This is Frank Pallotta, and I approve this message. If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Yeah, well, I don't know where the hour went. 
You okay over there, bud? You, you came in here tired tonight. You seem a little more energized than when we started the show. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I, uh, if you did hear any weird my voice, because I just uh, took a verdict uh, trial in court yesterday, and then I followed it up uh, with uh, a settlement conference in the Eastern District of New York this morning. Settled the case for my client at a great number, very happy client. And I also got a, a, a not to, no, humility aside here, I'm not bragging, but a great verdict yesterday for my client in court after a hard, uh, hard fought battle uh, in court. And I, but that's what gets me going. I love the, the, the trial work and I love the, uh, the intensity of it and the adrenaline of it. But then, well, and delivering I the crash, results I for crash. your clients, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then there's that level of, uh, okay, you know, the adrenaline. Uh, then you crack a little, but uh, you get back up and, you know, you keep swinging. So. And then and then you're just exhausted and you need to go home and take a nap. <laughs> so Exactly. I, I get exactly. it. So what's our Esquire etiquette tonight? Okay, so um, I, as I always like to do, I like to bounce it off either a topic we've talked about um, or maybe something that I'm handling myself, a, a case, you know, uh, at the time of the Esquire etiquette. So I'm going to do just that. So the case that I settled in the uh, federal court today for a client was a defamation case. And it dealt with uh, someone who had gone on to Google and written a review about my client, who was a lawyer. Um, And, you know, in this day and age of Yelp, uh, of Google, where you write reviews, people uh, go online and they review, you know, services, whether it be a restaurant um, a bar, doctors, and lawyers, and you know other professions, but you got to be careful. So you know, although it's protected in some way that if you, and, you know you're going on there, you're putting your opinion on there, you didn't have a good meal, the service wasn't that good. That's sort of fair game there. But once you start calling people out and and defaming them with untruths, uh, you may be unhappy with the service uh, you got, or you may be, uh, you know, on the ups. In this case. Uh, the client on the other side of a case, and then you went and attacked the lawyer online, that could be defamation. And it could be defamation per se, meaning if you're attacking someone's profession or their uh, business um, in a way which is defamatory, and uh, also if you're saying, you know, uh, uh, imputing a crime on someone, that's defamation per se. That person doesn't even have to show that they lost business or something like that. It's uh, it's protected under the law. Just the fact that you may have put an untruth about them or published that uh, could expose you to a lawsuit and to having to pay damages. So my point is, is that in this day and age where we go on Yelp, we review things, you got to still be careful of what you say and make sure you're not defaming anyone with untruths, no matter how unhappy you may be with that person, with the restaurant or what have you, whatever your review. Uh, is is the bottom line, uh, Imran, on some level, just to tell the truth and be a humble person? Like, if you had a bad experience, you can say you had a bad experience, but just don't be a jerk about it. And if you had a good experience, just tell it honestly what it is. But telling the truth and being humble, how does that ever hurt anybody? I mean, that's exactly. And, you know, those are the lessons we learned, Kevin, many of us. Yeah. Uh, when We were in elementary school, so it all goes back. So the lessons we learned when we were kids in many ways, That's it. just That's be it. humble and tell the truth. Esquire etiquette. Be humble. Tell the truth. And be back here tomorrow.